and welcome to the Common Good Podcast, the podcast that showcases the very best of Glasgow Caledonian University and how the institution, its staff and its research benefits people and communities, both at home and overseas. My name is Craig Telfer and today this episode is focusing on the Menopause Cafe at GCU and how it can benefit the wider university community. And joining me today are two very special guests. The first is Shirley Tullock, an Administrative Assistant in the School of Professional Services. Shirley, thank you very much for joining me today. Hi Craig, nice to be here. And the second is someone we were supposed to have on our podcast about the Aurora programme two months ago, but we were denied by technical gremlins. But I am very pleased to say she is finally with us here today. It is the Organisational Development Specialist, Melanie Armstrong. Melanie, great to have you on the show. Thank you very much for coming on. Great to be here, Craig, and lovely to have you, Shirley, with us as well. Thank you, Melanie. Yeah, I think this is a very important discussion we're going to have about the Menopause Cafe. And I think let's start off by looking at exactly what it is. Shirley, I'll go to yourself first. What is the Menopause Cafe? Well, it's based on actually a global format called the Menopause Cafe. It was started by a Scottish woman in 2017. And this format of the cafe is really simple. It's just about getting people together to discuss any aspect of the menopause. They might not even be going through it themselves. So the original Menopause Cafe started in 2017, was open, is open to all genders and all ages. At GCU, we started it in, was it 2018, Melanie? Melanie yep. can speak more to the beginnings of it, but we currently have only women coming along to it, but we're now wanting to expand that to include allies, and any other staff who might have an interest in finding out what menopause is and how it affects women. Yeah, we'll come on and talk about the people that we want to get involved just shortly, but I'll go to yourself, Melanie. Can you tell me a bit about the genesis of it at GCU? As Shirley mentioned there, it started in 2018. Tell me a wee bit about the background of it. It was rooted, actually, in, some people may remember this, the working well weeks. That was before mental health and well-being took off and has really come into itself, I guess, sadly, though, through the pandemic. So we have a lot of credit due to Professor Caroline Parker, who was inspired by a lady called Rachel Weiss, who runs Rowan Consultancy. She's based in Perthshire. And she ran, as Shirley said, the very first menopause cafe, actually back in 2017. So it was Caroline who led the way during the Working Well Weeks in 2018 and 2019. And what we hoped was that they would just take off and run themselves. But that really didn't happen, actually. And Shirley and myself had got involved through the International Women's Day campaign that is part of Aurora, the CPD programme for the Women's Introduction to Leadership, which also then supports Athena Swan. We decided to run another cafe and see how it went during, well, it was March 2020. And actually, Shirley had the inspiration to reach out to me in June last year because she said, ultimately, you know, it was a case of, well, we're feeling lonely. I'm feeling lonely. I wonder what the cafe members might be feeling like. Shall we get out, you know, get out and get in touch with them? Well, my goodness, here we are. I think we started off with about 13 members. I kid you not, we're nearly at 50. Brilliant. Nearly at 50. So what kind of stuff do you discuss in the cafe? Lots of stuff, actually, lots of stuff. <laughs> Anything goes, apart from selling. We don't want to sell any products. We're not about that. It is very much about supporting each other. Um, we've had some inspirational speakers, actually, from within the organisation and externally. 
So we talk about lots of topics around the symptoms of menopause, and maybe Shirley will say a bit more about that. But we've had a talk on meditation and mindfulness. We've had a talk on life transitions. Now, interestingly, I was listening to a talk on menopause last night, and the Japanese apparently call the menopause your second spring. So I, I must be in my heading towards my summer now. Um, <laughs> but we had a lovely talk by Dr. Anita Volker around life transitions and how important the menopause is and how actually, it, you know, it's almost been like a taboo in the past, but it's really moving forward now. And just last week, we had a fabulous talk from Professor Natasha Radcliffe-Thomas all around clothing and fashion identity. I now think of my clothing as a second skin, <laughs> thanks, to, thanks to Natasha. And we're hoping for a nutrition talk as well. Mm -hmm. So we chat amongst ourselves, but occasionally we have a speaker come in as well. And, and really it is, it's about support. But Shirley, feel free to say anything about the symptoms. Oh my goodness, the symptoms. Sometimes we're adding on a new symptom every time we have a happy. <laughs> because our ladies are very knowledgeable, are very proactive. They are the ones who, when they come along to the cafe, are actually reaching out to each other and educating each other. And so the list of symptoms can start with the hot flushes and night sweats, which is probably the image that most people, male and female, think about when the word menopause is mentioned. Yeah. Then it can go through mental health symptoms such as anxiety, low mood, loss of confidence, especially can really affect you at work as well as well as brain fog, memory loss, which is a great one for me. Uh, so I really should have written down symptoms because I'm going to struggle to remember them now, aren't I? <laughs> um, but we also have things like headaches and migraines, joint problems as well. Mm -hmm. Someone had also brought to the cafe recently that she found out that even mouth ulcers can be a menopausal symptom. So it really runs the gamut of anything that you might be it's often something you feel like you're suffering with yourself you're suffering in silence you feel like you're the only person who's going through it and really that's the whole ethos behind the cafe is it's really just bringing it out into the open mm -hmm. we've all been incredibly isolated over the past year and a half physically isolated but that doesn't mean that we have to be emotionally isolated and that's really where the cafe's helped myself and I know other people have said the same when new people come along, they all, the thing they always say to me is, I don't feel alone anymore. Right. I don't feel like it's just me. Mm -hmm. I don't feel silly. I don't feel I'm dwelling on this. I don't feel I'm making it up. I mean, a lot of menopause symptoms, especially associated with memory loss and brain fog, women have actually thought that they're going through dementia, an early stage of dementia. But that's yeah. terrifying. That's absolutely terrifying, especially if you're still at the peak of your professional career mm -hmm. uh, or you have family commitments. So to think that perhaps from the age of 30s or 40s or 50s, you feel like you're, you're suffering dementia. In fact, it's not. It's just menopause or I shouldn't say just because <laughs> there's no just about it. So really just talking about it at the cafe, we're just raising awareness amongst ourselves, but it's also just a place to unload. We have... Mm -hmm laughs, giggles, moans, rants, tears. We, we have everything and everything is acceptable. Nothing is judged. No one's judged. And I honestly learned something about the main cause every cafe I go to. And that's due to the contributions of the people that come along. That sounds absolutely fantastic. So it sounds like you've both found the cafe very useful then. 
very useful indeed in terms of my own knowledge, but also about supporting others as well. And, and remembering, I guess, as well, that you know, there must be a lot of staff across the institution, you know, whether it's just purely about interest or whether actually they're thinking this might be able to benefit me, but it's about bringing people together that are also like-minded, I think, as well, as Shelley says, to create a safe space. I feel like I've got like a whole group of friends that I didn't have before within the organisation. You described it, Melanie, as a bit of a taboo subject. Do you think people need to be better informed about the menopause? Well, we, we definitely think that there's value in doing that. Apart from anything else, it's gender equality. It, it very much fits, I believe, with our commitment to gender equality. And we have Athena Swan Silver as an institution. We know that um, menopause is not classified as a disability. And I believe that's possibly linked to the fact that you may not always have these symptoms continuously, and it may not be therefore that you have those symptoms for the remainder of your life, but they can be very debilitating for people. And so being able to think around how managers and staff can actually support colleagues who might actually be experiencing any other stage of menopause, peri menopause and post I think would really fit with our values and behaviors mm -hmm. as an organization in terms of you know approaching the whole topic with integrity and respect so it's not necessarily that we're expecting managers to have direct conversations but to be more informed mm -hmm. um, and equally that could extend to staff so the people passport which is for anyone with a people management responsibility Shelley and I have now managed to get approval and we've got um, some content that isn't quite GCU-fied at the moment, but it is uh, from very reputable organisations. One, for example, is Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development. So we've got a bit of an inroad there already that we've got some content to reference in that programme. And that's a good start for us. What we're hoping to think about as well is have some, some guidance really that will be created um, in a GCU specific way and our plan would be to try and get that established to launch with International Women's Day 2022. That's the plan. So how then can members of staff, how can we help our colleagues that are experiencing the menopause? Well ultimately I think through awareness that we don't have any sort of bias if you like that because somebody is actually saying you know I'm too hot I need you know if, if we're fortunate enough to be in the office space and somebody's looking to have a fan on, or perhaps could they be positioned at a window that we're not judged for that, or that we're just being awkward or making a fuss. Um, and I think, Shirley, you probably agree similarly with somebody who might have brain fog or, or memory loss, that we don't make a joke about it, that actually it's, it's a recognised aspect of menopausal symptoms and that that you know basically back to GCU values that it should be respected some people really struggle to sleep and it could be that actually they might need to and if they could get the support of their manager for example might just flex their hours occasionally in order to know that they could work at their best and then get to sleep at a time later in the day that perhaps normally they might have to be working appreciate that may not always be possible but I guess where it comes into my thinking is it's along the lines of the language reasonable adjustments, which is what we will do for staff in many situations. And, and really, would this be any different? It, it very much fits with our ethos, I think. That, that's that's my initial thoughts, Craig. So you nodding along there, Shirley. I presume you then agree with what Melanie's saying there. Yeah, well, Melanie's obviously the 
the, the people services side of the, the expertise. <laughs> I'm very much the, the lay woman, but um, I know from my own research as well that um, having a conversation, especially um, with perhaps the menopausal women ourselves, approaching our line manager, who if he's male or perhaps if he's, she's a younger woman, it's a little bit stigma there. It's, it's, it takes a lot of confidence to, to actually raise the subject. In fact, it could be that the line manager has noticed with their own eyes that his staff member is struggling and is going through something and yet she doesn't want to bring it up. It's such a difficult topic to, to know how to approach. So I think it's part of the work that um, Melanie and I are doing, and specifically Melanie is um, bringing in some guidance for managers um, in order to how to approach that conversation. It, as I say, it might not be the staff member that actually wants to, to bring it up mm -hmm. themselves, but there's certainly perhaps some duty of care there from a line manager noticing that there's something going on with our staff member that certainly causing some maybe some unhappiness or discomfort. I want to ask you about, Shelley, that you mentioned earlier, was that you're looking to open up the Menopause Cafe to allies, men, younger women, students perhaps. Can you tell me about your plans for that? Well, I think what we're trying to aim for is for the International Women's Week in March 2020, we would like to have a cafe that is specifically open to men to come along to. At the moment, we are, haven't decided or haven't confirmed whether it would be run by a male member of staff or female. But I know that the, the global um, menopause cafe movement is open to all genders. So that's something we've yet to explore and, and find our, our comfort level with and find the, the right male ally who, who might be interested in, in taking this subject on. I mean, it doesn't matter your gender, you're going to be affected by it at some point, either yourself or partner, wife, mother, sister, best pal, you're going to know someone who's going through this. And so many of the women at the cafe, we always talk, we always hack on about our mothers and what we remember of what our mothers went through or what are still going through. And our experiences couldn't be more black and white. And we're so lucky to live in this day and age where we can even talk about it without shame or ridicule. You know, we've got a bit of work to do, but we're getting there. But just having the safe space of a cafe online, it just would have been unheard of years ago, uh, even to have a physical cafe for that matter. So I think it's just getting that um, getting that word menopause out there, but to the to the level where male allies and younger women feel that it's something that they want to find out about and they don't feel like they're embarrassed or or don't know what to say sometimes. Tell me about the Menopause Cafe during lockdown. How did it function and how did you adapt to moving from face-to-face -to, -face to online? I mean, initially we weren't sure, honestly, how it would work at all because the most recent one had been face-to-face -face in sort of early March 2020. So when we launched in June, Shirley and I weren't really sure whether we should meet every month or not. Well, of course, the demand was there. And literally we decided to use Zoom as a facility not because we didn't want to use Microsoft Teams, we know that's the recognized platform, if you like, for GCU, but we had the opportunity to use Zoom and we knew that that would mean we would actually be able to see everybody's face a little bit more clearly. And that actually made a big difference for people. We've, we've had odd issues for people accessing that as we went along, so we will actually return to Teams. But I think that that's okay. We did what we needed to do at the outset. It was literally demand that got us to actually start to, to meet on a monthly basis. 
And we were also, you know, if we're thinking about what Shirley was saying about how menopause can affect somebody's self-confidence, for example, it's about their identity and the change of that. We thought about, you know, the, the winter holiday period and how would it be for staff, particularly that, that lockdown. And so we actually created a WhatsApp group and that was just to offer people a bit of a lifeline during that holiday period, did they just need to reach out and, and connect? And that's what we've done actually. So it, it feels to, to me like we have been able to adapt quite smoothly. And we have a little bit of a format for a general meeting where everybody just comes on screen to the meeting together. We have quite a little bit of time where we might just be giving each other an update on things that either Shirley or myself might be doing and people just sharing their own experiences. And then we go off into breakout groups as well. So then there's also time for a smaller group discussion for people to get to know each other and maybe to chat through some other things that people might not be comfortable to do in a larger group. And then we come back for a week close off and a bit of a reminder about here's what's on next time and off we go. And that feels like the format actually. When, when we actually have the, the speaker come in, Will, and, and Shirley is excellent at this, she puts out lovely communications to the group. So they've got regular email communication as well. And we're setting up a Microsoft Teams community. But if we do have a speaker, we do remind people that we are moving away a little bit from the format that we know and love, just so people aren't gonna miss that, but know that they've got the other mediums of communication should they wish to have that, that other conversation. It really sounds like a fantastic network and such a, a worthwhile initiative. And it's great to hear the university getting involved with something like this. And it really does fit in with the mission for the common good. If anyone listening to this podcast wants to know more about the Menopause Cafe or wants to get involved with it, where do they go? Well, just drop me a line, Craig. It's simply <laughs> at gcu.ac.uk. We, we do normally actually advertise the monthly cafe on Cali Connected. So we've always got the date in there, but actually we have a mailing list, so I can add that to people, uh, add people to that, and then they'll be we'll we'll send them we'll send them the monthly uh, invitation once we've got them on the mailing list. We're sort of looking now into raising our social media profile within GCU as well. So actually, one of our members seems to have a bit of expertise on that, and uh, we're going to seek some uh, more collaboration with the comms team in terms of maybe using some hashtag, perhaps like GCU Menopause Cafe as the hashtag, especially because we do have quite a lot of activity now coming up between now and the Menopause Day on 18th of October, which is the, the purpose of the recording and the podcast. And up till March next year, we've got quite a lot of activity planned. So we're thinking of moving to that next step of actually increasing our social media presence, presence as well, using the GCU accounts. We might establish a, G a GCU menopause cafe account at some time, at some point, yeah. but we haven't um, got to that point. So, yeah, we're, we're still trying to spread the word within GCU, and it's mainly on Cali Connected, and we hope word of mouth as well sometimes, and perhaps missing out on that because we're not on campus, but certainly from raising from about 13, 14 members in March last year, we're now got 49. That's really quite a success, I would say. And I'm just going to add very quickly, Craig, if that's okay, the Students Association have the Women's um, Liberation Group, and they're just looking for a new lead officer. So we're hoping we'll perhaps have some more students join the community as well. Plus one final thing is we've had, 
We've had a PhD colleague who's keen just to get the views of members of the group because she's doing some research into how is menopause reflected in TV dramas and put my hand up for that being an, <laughs> a soap fan. Sorry, I just slipped that in there. No, that was absolutely fantastic. Listen, it was brilliant to talk to you both and thank you so much for taking time out to, to talk about the Menopause Cafe. Thoroughly worthwhile cause. Uh, Shirley, great to have you on the show. Great to see you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much, Craig. I hope you learned a lot today as well. I, I certainly did. And, and <laughs> Melanie, it was finally great to have you on the show two months after we were supposed to. Thanks very much for coming on and talking to us. Thank you very much, Craig. I'd also like to thank everyone for listening to today's show and I hope you'll join us again very soon when we'll be talking with someone else from the GCU community about all the great work that's going on around the university. In the meantime, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to this podcast and if you do that, you'll get every episode sent straight to your listening device. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you're listening to us from. So until the next time, I've been Craig Telfer and this has been The Common Good Podcast. Podcast.